Hi everyone, Matt LaMarche here with Keller Williams First Atlanta and Selling Sandy Springs. Hope you guys are doing well this morning. I wanted to... Um, just do a quick little intro bio, kind of bring you guys up to speed on who I am, uh, what I'm doing, and uh, for those of you that have no idea uh, what's going on here, <laughs> uh, just to give you a little more context, honestly, because um, it kind of just occurred to me that I probably haven't done that in the podcast form, at least. So anyway, my name is Matt LaMarche. I am an Atlantan uh, or ATLian, depending on uh, who you talk to. And uh, I'm born and raised here in Atlanta uh, all my life. I'm 36 years old, have a beautiful wife and two unbelievably adorable children, Sienna and Dean, uh, seven and three respectively. And um, anyway, I just kind of wanted to walk you guys through my background, how I got here, um, you know, a little more about me, um, because you probably need some context here. So anyway, I born and raised, like I said, grew up in the kind of Roswell area. We moved over to Marietta and Kennesaw, um, you know, into my uh, late elementary, uh, school years, and then went to middle school at McCluskey high school, uh, McCluskey middle school, excuse me. Uh, and then went to Sprayberry high school over in East Cobb. And, uh, of course, was the official band nerd uh, my senior year of high school um, when I became drum major, one of three, and uh, that was kind of like my common. Um, I always was in band pretty much from like middle school to high school, those seven years, and then uh, didn't really go anywhere else with that, (laughs) Uh, music-wise at least. Um, But anyway, played on the golf team my freshman year, tried out for the basketball team, that was a, a miserable failure. Um, but it, it kind of taught me some self-awareness, which was great. Um, and then went to Kennesaw State uh, University over in Kennesaw uh, long before it became uh, the monstrosity that it is today with, I don't know, 20 or 30,000 students. I think when I was there, it had like four or five. So anyway, studied professional sales, uh, marketing, entrepreneurship. All of that was really, really interesting to me because that's what I kind of thought I was always going to be. Um, so went there after about three years, figured out I could actually make more money, um, you know, doing what I was currently doing than if I stayed and got a degree, I was paying for college and quickly realized that, um, when you're at school all the time and not working, making money, it's hard to actually pay for school. So, uh, at the time I was working for a car dealership, washing cars and, you know, I would wash 30 to 50 cars a day and was making really, really good money for a junior in college and decided to leave. And in fact, one of my economics professors actually talked me out of school and said, you have a choice. You have an opportunity cost to uh, be out making money or to be here learning about how to potentially make money. And so uh, that kind of hit me over the head and I ran back out and got a second job and left school and uh, did not graduate. And so what I learned, though, was was the opportunity cost. And we'll dig into that uh, here in later podcasts. But um, that kind of set the course for my entrepreneurial journey. So um, after I left school, I went to work for a small engineering company here in Atlanta that did asbestos, lead, and mold removal. 
Uh, I worked as a staff technician for almost four years there. Um, and it was a great experience. It was great to see a small business that, you know, could do 14, $15 million a year with like 12 to 20 employees kind of seasonally. They were very project based, but it was a great experience. After that, I went to work in sales as a recruiter. I was working for um, a business here in Atlanta that recruited guys out of the military and, um, you know, mostly like E6, E7, E8 guys um, out of the Navy and out of the Air Force that had electronics, electrical and mechanical uh, skills and skill sets and knowledge um, that were getting ready to retire, whether it was after four years, six years, eight years, 12 years or 20 years in the military. And that was a very um, satisfying thing because I have such a deep appreciation for what those guys and girls do for us and do for our country and to provide us the freedoms that they do. So that was a very fulfilling thing. However, at the end of that, I kind of just got bored with the, um, I don't know what the right word here is. And that's, that's not normal for me. <laughs> uh, I kind of lost satisfaction with it. Um, there was always pressure to perform. And um, again, I started to kind of go back to my entrepreneurial stuff and go, why am I working this hard for someone else? You know, I should be doing this for myself. And so about that time, I started my own, my own business, my first business, actually, um, where I was selling stuff for people on eBay. And um, I worked for another business that did that for about a year or so, ran three of their locations here in Atlanta. And I learned a lot more about what it actually meant to be an entrepreneur that, you know, if you don't go to work every day, you actually don't make money. And and things were, were very real at that point. But I did a great job there. I started out managing and, and running one of their locations, did such a great job there that they expanded my role to cover three locations. And um, after about a year and a half or two years, they all uh, kind of decided that they wanted to go down a different path. And there were three partners in the business. They wanted to sell it to me. And I didn't see anything proprietary about it. So I passed and actually started my own business doing the exact same thing and did that for about 18 months. So anyway, um, kind of running down the ladder, though, I worked um, basically in the last 10 years for a, um, a boating center here in Atlanta, about five locations. I was started out in sales, selling boats and wave runners and brokering deals with boats um, in the marina there. And then um, we had our daughter about seven years ago. And then I started working for uh, Yamaha Motor Corporation over in Kennesaw uh, in their uh, outboard division, working with the marine division and selling uh, engines to boat manufacturers. And that was a really cool experience because I got to see a lot of behind the scenes on how boats are built, what makes a great boat, what makes a terrible boat, and how those partnerships can actually work. It was our engine, it was their boat. And when the marriage came together, you know, they have a finished product there. So that was a great experience. Did that for about two years. Um, and actually, it was kind of funny, uh, just a quick little brief story in there. Uh, about six months after I started there, my boss left, the guy that hired me left, and I ran um, the largest segment of our business was about 65, almost 70% of every outboard sold in the United States by myself after six months of experience. And that was an awesome experience because I really got to get my hands dirty in the day to day of what makes their business successful and what makes my business successful. And um, again, kind of a small business, you know, mindset going into 
boat manufacturers and understanding that these, you know, these these manufacturing facilities are small businesses at the end of the day. And some of them make, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars, but they do it with 30, 40, 50, 100 employees. And so that really, I kind of had a, an appreciation for for small business uh, kind of reconfirmed there. And after I worked uh, for Yamaha, I went to work for Staples, uh, the office products company. I worked in their facilities division, selling toilet paper and paper towels and soap and sanitizer and anything that you basically needed to, you know, clean, maintain, or invest in uh, commercial property. And so floor mats and, you know, window cleaner, anything and everything you could possibly think of, of which uh, Staples is not thought of. <laughs> Um, and of course we also, we also offered uh, office products that just wasn't the line of my business. So anyway, after about two years there, um, you know, I enjoyed what I was doing. I loved the people that I was working with. My team was unbelievable. And I met some real sales killers in that, um, organization that I'm still, you know, friends with and engage with occasionally. And, um, that took my sales skills and my scale, my sales knowledge to an entirely different level. Um, if I had known what I learned in Staples 15, 20 years ago, I would have been in an entirely different place. And uh, not just personally, but professionally. I mean, it was an unbelievable experience. The value proposition from Staples and from most new companies now, because they understand how the sales landscape is changing and how Amazon you know, and Uber and Netflix are, are killing off the old models. Um, the value proposition was, look, you can spend less time and less money and less effort, you know, doing uh, whatever it is, uh, replacing toilet paper rolls, replacing, um, you know, paper towels. And so uh, when you make that mind shift, when you when you move your your idea or your your time of how time and effort is is given in the workplace from replacement and labor and costs to the value, which is less replacement, less time, less cost. Um, you know, that's hard for people to, to do, to, to grab. And most of us only look at price and think, well, it's the lowest price. I got to go that way. Well, yeah, except if you're getting twice the product, the price doesn't matter then, right? And then we look at the labor component and how much time do you guys spend, you know, in this 2 million square foot office building replacing toilet paper? And if it's 20 hours a week, let's cut that down to 10 because that saves you money. It doesn't save you costs. It saves you money and it saves you time and it saves you, saves you effort to which those people that are replacing toilet paper can go and do something else. So anyway, that was kind of my experience there, but it was a fantastic business. I love the people that I worked with and my wife even kind of fun of funny said after about two years, if you can't be happy doing this, you're just not going to be happy. And it was true. Um, I loved everything about what I was doing. I loved the people that I was working around and I loved what I was selling, believe it or not. Toilet paper uh, doesn't sound exciting, but when you start to see the C-suite, the, the CEOs, the COOs and the CFOs, the wheels turning in their head about wow, okay, yeah, how much time do we spend doing this? And how much money do we spend doing, you know, uh, uh, towards that? Um, it really, really becomes powerful. And in addition, 
you get some good exposure. Um, I was offered two or three different jobs, sales jobs in that time um, within organizations that I was selling to. And my book of business was about, I don't know, five to $10 million. And over the two years that I was there, I grew it by about 20, 25%. And so, you know, I, I just learned a ton and I'll forever be grateful for that experience. Um, and so about three and a half years ago, it's now, you know, early 2019, uh, back in 2015, September, I kind of had had enough of corporate world and said, if I'm going to do it, I got to go out and do this now. You know, we had just had, um, my son and, uh, I was about six months after that, that I was like, I've got to do this again. I've got to go out and try again. The first business, the eBay business failed miserably. And as a result of the mark, the changing marketplace, and I really needed a self-confidence boost and a self-esteem boost to be able to get back into my own business. And so I started LaMarche Landscaping back in the fall of 2015 uh, while I was still working at Staples. And that's a really important point because I didn't leave. I didn't go cold turkey right into you know my own business. I, I gave it some time. I gave myself a little bit of time to you know, try to realize if this was going to be a real business or not. And so um, for about six months from about September, October of 2015 to early 2016, I just worked every moment of the day, either marketing myself on social media or actually physically out doing landscaping work and mowing grass and whatever I could do to pick up every dollar uh, I could to put into my business and in January, I had 10 full-time customers that I was doing uh, on the nights and weekends. In February, I was still working at Staples and had 20 customers. And in March, uh, I had 40 customers and I had to sit down with my wife and just say, look, it's time. <laughs> I, I can't do it anymore. I don't have any more time on the weekends. I don't have any more time at night. I can't do my full-time job and this business at the same time. It's time to go. And so I, I gave my two-week uh, my two week noticed to Staples and left in the middle of March of, uh, of 2016. And the last three years have just been unbelievable. I, if I had known uh, today <laughs> what I you know, potentially knew back then about what I knew it was going to take to be successful, I would have done this a lot earlier. And so that's my encouragement for any of you listening to this that you know, maybe think you could run a business or have thought about starting a small business, you can do it. You just have to put the right pieces of the puzzle in the play in the places that they deserve to be. And, you know, my first crack at it, you know, 10, 12 years ago, it just wasn't the right time. I didn't have the skills, I didn't have the knowledge. And I beat myself up a lot about it. And so, um, so anyway, three years, and it's been unbelievable. Every year we've grown a little bit. Um, last year we were down a little bit, but we improved our profit margin. And, um, you know, I, I don't say that to brag. I say that that I'm improving. I'm, I'm getting better at running my business, and I'm learning what works, and I'm learning what doesn't work. I'm learning what type of work we want to do, and I'm learning what type of work we do not want to do. Um, so that's been very, very valuable. And now, um, you know, here in 2019, uh, back in, actually back in November of last year, I went and started my real estate license uh, courses. Um, I passed the test in December, December 5th, actually. I'll remember it forever <laughs> because it was by far the hardest thing I've ever had to do. When I was in college and even in high school and middle school, I never had to study 
I was, I was very good at just soaking things up and, and having almost a photographic memory of subjects and of matter that I could, that I could recall on. I never had to write things down. I never had to remember them that way that most people learn. And, you know, they say that the way to really learn something is to write it down and to hear it, you know, seven, eight, ten times. And so that wasn't me, though, in high school and in college. And the real estate exam really was the toughest thing that I've ever had to do. Um, I've never had to study like I had to study. Um, I was in the course for two weeks, uh, basically from eight to five every day. And just no doubt about it, the hardest thing I've ever had to do, the hardest I've ever had to study. I was so anxious and nervous about doing this, and I felt like there was so much riding on it for me that um, it was just a lot of pressure. But I passed December 5th and uh, started working with Keller Williams First Atlanta here January 1st of 2019. And so here we are. It's what, February 19th at this point, and I've got a couple deals working right now. I have one closing in March, actually. I have another one that's probably going to close sometime in the midsummer. We're just kind of waiting to see on some details and how financially things are going to work out for another client of mine. But um, I'm I'm already hitting the ground running and uh, utilizing my network to provide value to my network. And so what I mean by that is I know and I've met a lot of people over the last 10, 15, 20 years, not just in my professional life, but certainly in my personal life that are able to bring you, the listener and the viewer of my YouTube channel and my Facebook series with Selling Sandy Springs and Meetups with Matt, I'm hoping that I bring you, you know, some education, some entertainment, and then some real value that you're able to take with you, whether that's a pressure washing guy that I recommend to you that you desperately need someone to pressure wash your house, driveway or patio, whatever, or if it's just something that I share, you know, in, in talking with you guys through this medium um, that you might pick up on. So I hope you guys find this stuff valuable and I would love to hear your feedback. If you're listening on iTunes, thank you so much. I would love for you to hit that rate button and, uh, and let me know, you know, what I can do to improve. I'm very, very new to this. Um, so any feedback is welcome. You're not going to hurt my feelings. I just want this content to meet you guys where you are. And I hope that um, someone out there finds it helpful. And honestly, if it helps one person, I'm good. <laughs> I don't need hundreds of thousands or, or I don't need hundreds and thousands of downloads. I just want it to be an impact. So if 100 people listen to it and 100 get impact, then I'm doing my job uh, with this content. So there you go. There's a little more about me, a little more about my background. I felt like it was important to give you guys a little bit of context with my sales and marketing background my small business, my large business experience, kind of who you're talking to or who you're hearing from here, I think is really, really important. So um, anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. I would love for you to hit that subscribe button. Um, Definitely let me know your feedback. You can find me on Instagram at mlamarsh, at M-L-A-M-A-R-S-H. Certainly on Facebook, Matt Lamarsh, Selling Sandy Springs on Facebook and Instagram as well. And uh, feel free to shoot me a text as well at 678-687-4397. It does not have to be real estate related. It can be podcast related. It can be Instagram related. It can be Porsche related. It can be whatever you guys want. Um, Or you could also shoot me an email uh, to matt at 
mattlamarche.com. M-A-T-T at M-A-T-T-L-A-M-A-R-S-H.com. And I just really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen today. And uh, yeah, have a great week.